A big shout out and thank you for the following 10 year birthday sponsors. We couldn't do it without you. First, CTC Math invites you to join over 200,000 students now confident in math because finally they can do it. Visit ctcmath.com. And thanks to Knight Zookeeper, who is on a mission to make learning fantastically fun and help kids unlock their creativity. Their reading and writing program has helped over 1 million children, 6 through 12. For the special offer for our network, visit tinyurl.com forward slash night zookeepers. And Math Mammoth with clear explanations and mastery-based curriculum. Your students will be set up for success in algebra and in real life. Visit mathmammoth.com. And thanks to you, our listeners. Visit our sponsors who bring you this network for free. The following is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Life as a Life Schooler, where we talk about how to merge life with homeschooling. What is life schooling, you ask? Well, life schooling is the individualized process of discovering your child's God-given gifts and talents, primarily through real-life experiences that happen within the context of your family's unique situations and missions. And today, on this episode... We're going to talk about love in homeschooling, exploring how love plays a central role in homeschooling. Now, let's talk a minute about where we'll be going today. First of all, I'm just going to give you a few background thoughts to kind of lay some groundwork, and then we're going to talk about what love is, what is the biblical definition. And then we'll break it down and talk about love in relation to our homeschools. Is your homeschool a loving homeschool? And then finally, I'll just wrap it up with some final thoughts. So, over time, you know, I've just realized the importance of love and how central it is to so many things in our Christian walk. You know, Jesus says that all of the law and prophets can be summed up with this. Love your neighbor and, or rather, love God first and foremost, and love your neighbor as yourself. And when you think about it, who is our neighbor? Jesus gave a story to explain who our neighbor is. It's really anybody that needs help. And our children could count as our neighbors. They're our neighbors. We're sacrificing something for them. We're sacrificing our income, our self-fulfillment, our own achievements by having a job and pursuing a career. We're sacrificing all of that for theirs. It's an exchange that we do when we have love for our children and we are practicing that in our homeschooling. So that should be our motivation. That should be the number one motivation for why we're homeschooling. And I think for many people it is. But you know, we can really get that motivation kind of clouded, can't we? 
you know, it can be tainted by the pressures of the world, by the pressures of the requirements we have to meet for homeschooling, by the fears that we have that we're not going to do a good job, we're not going to live up with our teaching. And really, it can be clouded by just plain old worldly ambitions. We want our children to be the best. We want them to excel at everything and to grow up and be successful by the world's standards and not really by what God says is true success. And so it's really good for us just to be reminded of what love actually is. So what is a biblical definition? Well, of course we can find one really good one in 1 Corinthians 13, which is probably where your mind goes right away. So 1 Corinthians 13, 1-3 says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So we can see from this passage what love is. It's not just that sacrifice that we talk about with homeschooling, you know, giving up our career and our desires, our hobbies, what we want to do. That's all good. That's all fine and good. But if even if you deliver up your body to be burned, according to 1 Corinthians 13, if you don't have love, it's worthless. It means nothing. That is a pretty powerful thought. So basically what this is saying in the context of what we're talking about with homeschooling is you can homeschool perfectly. You can have the perfect curriculum, the perfect lesson plans. You can have it all planned out and you can be the perfect teacher. You can even be empowered by the Holy Spirit because in this passage it's talking about spiritual gifts. So you can even ask the Holy Spirit to empower you daily and it's nothing if you don't have love. That is a pretty powerful thought. So we need to understand that, first and foremost, that we've got to figure out what love is if we're going to homeschool successfully, because without it, we will fail. We will gain nothing, as 1 Corinthians 13, 3 says. So think about this. Here's one of the most famous verses in the Bible. Everybody knows this verse, even unsaved people. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is the gospel. This is the foundation of our faith. And here's the reason right there. Love. It's all because of love. For God so loved. This is the reason. He puts it right there at the beginning of the verse. Why? Why did he give his son? Why did he sacrifice so much? You know, sacrifice all of his glory, of everything he deserved, because of love. Because he so loved the world. That was God's reason for all of his sacrifice. For sacrificing his ambition. I mean, Satan came to him in the desert when he was fasting and tempted him with ambition. With ruling over the whole entire world. And what did Jesus do? He sacrificed it. He gave it all up. Because he loved. 
So the gospel is about love, first and foremost. And that's what we need to be all about as Christian homeschooling moms. So what is love? We need to understand now what love is. We've talked about it a little bit. We've talked about why it's important. But what exactly is it? Well, let's continue on in 1 Corinthians 13 and go to verses 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. That's what love is. So, years ago, I was really pondering this verse, and I really began to, or rather, um, several verses here, and I really began to take them to heart and try to put them into practice for this very reason, because love is central. So what we're going to do now, because it's so easy to gloss over those verses, but what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about our home schools. We're going to break it down section by section, and talk about our homeschools, and are they homeschools that are loving homeschools? So consider with me love in your homeschool. What about patience? Are you patient in teaching your children? Teaching them about 56 times that 8 times, 7 times 8 is 56. Talk about multiplication. You can feel like you do that over and over. You keep trying to teach it over and over, and they just don't get it. That's frustrating. Are you patient in teaching them chores, just basic self-discipline? Or is your goal just get the chores done, check the boxes, even if I have to do them myself? We're not going to waste time here. Let's just get it done. Is your homeschool kind? What about you? When you go to teach your children, are you kind? Do your children think of you as a kind teacher? How about when they disrespect you? Or you perceive disrespect in their tone? Do you respond in kind or do you respond with kindness even though they may deserve some type of discipline of course? But how do you speak to them? Does not envy or boast. Pride is such an easy thing for us to slip into and the enemy loves to get us to fall into this trap as homeschool moms but it is the opposite of love. When we want to make ourselves feel accomplished by everything our children are learning and just the amazing memory that they have and look at all these Bible verses they memorized, (laughs) you know, it can sound so holy and good. Um, But what's your motivation in sharing these things with other people? Do you boast in your children's accomplishments? Do you envy other people? Oh, well, our kids could have graduated by 13 too if if we had wanted to. You know, we play these kinds of games, don't we? It's silly. But that's not love. And that's not what we should be doing as homeschool moms. Love does not envy or boast. How about arrogance and being rude? Are you arrogant and rude? Again, it comes back to that prideful disposition. Um, Do you think that you've got it all figured out? You don't need the advice from other homeschool moms? And even with your children, are you rude to them if they correct you on something nicely and respectfully? Or do you instantly feel like if 
they show you something that you've done wrong or if they approach you about something that, that they are just being disrespectful. Can you take advice? Can you take correction even when it's a humbling thing from your own kids? What about insisting on your own way? Love does not insist on its own way. We can often do this in our homeschooling. We can insist that because a certain method of teaching or a certain curriculum is working really well for us, that they're just going to have to get used to it and just accept it because it works for us. Well, that's not very um, loving, is it? That's insisting on our own way. So do you insist on your own way, or do you try to figure out what your children are interested in? What do they want to learn? What are their gifts and talents? What has God put in them to do? It might not be something you have any interest in at all, but maybe that's exactly what God wants you to focus on, because He has a purpose for them with that gift, that that skill, and you need to help them develop it. So are you going to sacrifice what you want to do? what you think is important or are you going to focus on are you going to focus on what you want to do or are you going to sacrifice that for the sake of your children it's not irritable or resentful do you have to have that morning cup of coffee before you can possibly start homeschooling and if you don't get it well watch out world <laughs> are you irritable in your homeschooling are you resentful You know, I homeschool these kids. I gave up a career. I could have done so much. Are you resenting your children for what you yourself are not able to do? That's not love. And we need to check our motives in in that case. Here's some more. Does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Do you focus on the wrongdoing of your children? Do you almost feel happy when finally you can catch them doing that thing that you know they were doing? That that one thing that, the one item that continues to be put back wrong in the pantry and you know it was them and you're going to catch them doing it the wrong way <laughs> so you can correct them and have things done the right way. That is not love. That's rejoicing at wrongdoing. We should rejoice in the truth. We should focus on the good when our children have good behavior. We should rejoice in that. We should point it out to their their siblings and to the rest of the family and rejoice in that and reward that. Love bears all things. So do you bear all of those frustrated tears when your children are, they just can't seem to understand a certain concept or the lack of confidence that they have, do you, do you bear that with patience? Do you encourage your children? Do you give them a break when they need a break, when they're just kind of burned out? Do you put up with that, or do you just get frustrated? Love believes all things. Now, this is a hard one, because there are times when our children will take advantage of particularly moms, we tend to do this. Oh, well, they didn't mean to to do that. Or, um, you know, I think we can tend maybe towards permissiveness, but there is the idea of giving grace and believing the best of our children. Do you believe the best when they fail at something? Do you believe they were really trying their hardest? 
I've been guilty of this before, thinking that my children were not really trying at a certain academic pursuit because they didn't achieve what I thought they could achieve. Or surely I must have explained it right because I wouldn't be bad at that. (laughs) Of course I did a good job. But we need to believe the best in our children and, and believe that they're being honest with us about the struggles, that they're not just trying to be difficult Um, We need to believe the best of them and to give grace when they fail. Love also hopes all things. Do you hope all things in your homeschooling? Do you tend to focus on the positive or the negative? Do you rest in the hope that we have in Christ ultimately, that he's our strength? He's our very present help in time of trouble. And, you know, scripture says that perfect love casts out fear. If we love perfectly, we won't have room in our hearts for the fear that can control us, but we will rest in the hope that we have in Christ. And finally, love endures all things. Are you in it for the long haul? Or are you swayed by your feelings, those tough days that make you feel like you can't do it and you're not cut out for this, you're not good enough at teaching, and you're not smart enough? Are you swayed by those things, or do you endure all those things because you know that being with your children every day is the most loving thing that you can do to help them, to walk alongside them, to walk out the passage in Deuteronomy that says to teach them as you walk in the way, as you sit, as you lie down. It's a continual daily thing. And so, do you endure all things, or are you uh, swayed and pushed over the edge by the hard days. So I just want to give you some final thoughts. You know, it's a lot to take in. When you start to meditate on 1 Corinthians 13, you start to realize how much we fail. Every day, this is a struggle to be filled with the love of God for our children and to homeschool in love. But this all is is something that we need to really meditate on on a regular basis and pray and ask the Lord to help you because he will. He promises to help us when we seek him. Ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you each day, to fill you with his love and to give you opportunities to demonstrate that love to your children. And he will do that. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 says, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. I want to point out to you that this verse says, knowledge will pass away. All the things that we're learning with our children, all the things that we're teaching them, that's all going to pass away. Those things, knowledge and teaching, is just a tool. It's a tool to help our children walk in the gifts that God has given them so that they can do work for the kingdom 
and glorify God. But ultimately, love is what really matters at the end of the day. That is what will last. And all of these things that they're learning, all of the skills, they all need to be done out of in, in love, practiced in love for those that they're going to serve. More is caught than taught. We've all kind of heard that phrase before, of course. No matter how biblical you're teaching, no matter how disciplined you, disciplined you are with, or rather diligent that you are with discipline, no matter how much information that you manage to get into their brains, if you're not doing it all with love, they're going to catch that. They're going to recognize that. Children pick up on these things very easily, and they know whether they're being loved or controlled. And control is the opposite of love. If you're controlling in your homeschooling, that is not a loving way to homeschool. We need to love our children. We need to listen to them. And we need to practice all of these attributes, if you will, of love in our homeschooling. Because that is going to impact them more than anything so if you want to have a successful homeschool with children who grow up to love and serve the Lord with their gifts, then you need to have Holy Spirit-empowered love be the central part of your homeschooling. So I hope this has encouraged you, and that's all for today's episode of Life as a Life Schooler. I hope you'll join us next time. Happy Life Schooling!